Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new very special episode of Anime Podcasters. We did announce on our social media during January 2023 that there will be no new episodes. However, we have something special for you. This is not necessarily a new episode, but it's something that I'm very excited to present to you. Over the years, Kyo and I have podcasted about Trigun many times, and I thought it would be fun since there's a new Trigun series coming out very soon to put together all of our Trigun episodes with my commentary in between. So consider this a new presentation. Uh, we have three different segments, and I'm very excited to present these to you. The first one will be a side anime podcast that Kyo and I recorded back in September of 2016. This was in the very early days of anime podcasters. You'll notice that the audio quality was what it was and that throughout the years that the quality improves. So on this episode, I had just finished watching Trigun and Kyo was so excited. He's the one who introduced the series to me and I wanted to obviously get on the mic and discuss that with him. This segment will run for about 30 minutes and then uh, we'll get into episode 79 of Anime Podcasters just titled Trigun, which was posted and recorded in March of 2020. This was the last episode we did right before the pandemic struck. So it has, I remember it very clearly. And then that one will run for about 48 minutes. And then we will also have our latest episode about Trigun, episode 135, titled Trigun Badlands Rumble plus Trigun Stampede, where we discuss our initial takes when the trailer came out and everything. Very excited for this series. Obviously, Trigun Stampede is going to be amazing. So without further ado, enjoy the first uh, segment and you will see me in about uh, half an hour. Bye. Hi, guys, and welcome to a very special side anime podcast. I have my very good friend. Some of you might not know who he is. GoPro Kyo. How are you? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm doing all right. How's it going? Good, good, good. Um, uh, this podcast is going to be very, very fun because we're going to be talking about Trigun. Uh, this is an anime that... Oh, uh, my dear friend. Oh, yeah. This is an anime <laughs> that, that Kyo's been telling me to watch. Like, go watch it, go watch it. I'm like, okay, maybe. And then I finally watched it, and I was like, why did I not watch this anime sooner? It's so good. Um, but bef <laughs> before we get into Trigon, I just want to quickly introduce uh, ourselves. Uh, I'm Jai Music. Uh, this is my channel. I podcast about anime. I do anime remixes and covers. And I'm joined with my good friend, Kyo. Kyo, uh, quickly introduce yourself to the viewers. Hey, guys. Um, basically, I'm, uh, I'm an animator, voice actor, uh, writer. I do a lot of stuff on the channel Daydreamer Studios. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at GoProKyo or... Uh, you can find me on, also on YouTube with my personal channel, uh, also called GoPro Kyo. Uh, I post animations, voiceover stuff, a bridge series, all kinds of, all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, I've been working with Jayan for about what it's been. Has it been a year or almost two? Oh years? yeah, well, at least two years. I think. I, I mean, yeah, no, we've been we've almost been doing two years. Yeah, yeah, at least two years. Like this is like it's been a good time. Like it's been a, a, like, a good uh, while. Jayan does a lot of music for us. Yeah, and he does all the oh, artwork yeah. for me, so it's a great uh, a great uh, bond. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what word to use. <laughs> we have we have a barter Friendship. system as well. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right, so let's <laughs> let, let's get into this anime. 
Trigun. Okay. Oh, uh, please. Okay. Please, yes. I love this enemy so much. Uh, Vash the Stampede, the main character. This guy is wanted for sixty billion double dollars, and right from the first episode, like he's like r- running away from people, trying to like catch him and stuff, and like people are just gunning him down. And it's this anime is absolutely amazing. Like, what was your first thought, and like how did you get into like Trigon? Uh, when I first got into Trigon, I actually didn't find it. Uh, the conventional way that everybody else seems to, like Toonami or like TV, I actually right. found it on uh, YouTube. Um, oh, really? And not and not and not through um, and not through like uh, video clips of the of the show, but like uh, well, technically, but in uh, in an AMV, which stands for animated music video, people will chop up like pieces of an anime and then set it to a song, and uh, it was set to uh, a song that I had recently got really into, which was. Uh, a song by ACDC called Big Gun, <laughs> and I feel like that. Uh, oh, that's a great kinda, track. Kind of really got me into. Uh, yeah, it really got me into the like the imagery of it and the music. It kind of meshed pretty well together with uh, with the series, and I was like, this kind of looks like the same animation style as Pokemon. And like at the mm-hmm. time, I was not into anime. I was more into uh, like cartoons and stuff. But um, I ended up looking it up, and I found, uh, oh, it's on uh, it's on YouTube, it's on Netflix, and uh, originally Funimation used to uh, upload like all their English English dub stuff to their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But uh, nowadays they don't, they don't, or they have like the first four episodes of whatever, and then uh, the rest of it is all subs. So you have to like go go to the website and like buy the dub stuff, which is what they they work so hard on. And so uh, when we finally got Netflix in my house, that's when I. Uh, like the first thing I did was uh, look up anime on uh, Netflix, and I found Trigun as one of the first things, and I crushed through the whole series within a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I finished the whole series in like, I think like two weeks. I mean, I was watching like three, four episodes yeah. a night, and like uh, some nights off. And like, uh, what really got me into uh, into Trigun was, I mean, Vash's character. I find him like so compelling, and like, I can't think of another like protagonist that's as. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't want word to use to describe him. He has like, uh, I, I'm gonna use this word, and I don't care what people think. He's got this swag to him, okay? And he's like <laughs> defeating everyone. Okay, okay. Like, There's a funny little joke there. There's a funny joke. Go there. ahead. Go ahead. The, that word is in fact used in in the film, like the movie. Oh, I haven't uh, watched the movie yet. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like a joke about that, but like I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of a throwaway joke, but still, like this, the fact that you use that word and it's like tied into one into the film, so like I couldn't let that go. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, um, and uh, like uh, I just, I just, I absolutely love Vash's character. I, uh, I love. Uh, I, I, what can I even? I don't even know where to begin. Like, I, I mean, I just think that the the way he deals with like the enemies that come that come in, like the first like uh, big bad guy that I really enjoy was like the Neba- the Nebraska brothers, and they show up and they, uh, they're like, uh, okay, so and, and, episode yeah, five ahead. is easily my favorite episode out of the out of the series. Like, it's the first. I mean, it takes like five episodes for Vash to actually pull his gun and use it, like. Right, right, right. When does that ever happen? Like, if you have a character that has, like, a superpower or some kind of signature, like, for example, Naruto, in the first episode, the thing that we all know him for is the clone jutsu, and that's used in the very first episode. And, like, try to imagine him not learning that until, like, five episodes in. Like, say, like, it's uh, when they get to, like, uh, training with Kakashi, like, 
it, I feel like it would have been more interesting that way, and I think that it's interesting in the sense that uh, you're kind of really wanting him to draw his gun because one, the gun looks really freaking cool, <clears throat> right? And two, the fact uh, fact of the matter is, like he he's he's such a different uh, character from uh, the way everybody else is describing him, and uh, we're we're not. And the audience is kind of not entirely sure who Vash is for a little while. Like, I think in the in the second episode, I caught on, and I was like, okay, that's Vash. Right, well, I, I kind of knew, like, Vash was Vash from the beginning just because, like, you let me know, and I looked up, like, pictures of him, and I, I find it's like, okay, so you're an artist, and you love drawings and everything. I absolutely uh-huh. love, like, the, the way he's drawn, and, like, how he's, like, taller, and that red coat, and the, the, <laughs> that blonde spiky hair. He's got a really, really cool look. I don't know why, but it kind of like reminded me of like uh, Naruto before he was even getting like at the academy <laughs> and he had those goggles on his forehead. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like that for some reason, but like it's he's got an amazing character and I absolutely like his design. Can you talk about it a little bit to, to us? Like what, what's your opinion on his design and how he looks and everything? It, it, it really does fit like his, uh, his like the environment that he lives in. Um, I mean, most would argue that right. like, a cloak is probably not the best thing to wear, but uh, like especially in the de- in the desert. But um, one, I think the blood red color uh, one is sort of um, red is a color that um, kind of intimidates people. Like, just the color sets off a trigger in your brain that this person is uh, probably more aggressive than uh, than you expect. And uh, I mean, the color of the co- of the cloak kind of ties into uh, Vash's past and his character, but I don't want to get into that because that's um kind of kind of a spoiler territory. I mean, I know most of our podcasts are kind of uh, spoiler heavy, but in this case, I feel like it's something that the audience kind of has to get into. Right, 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 right. And uh, interesting, uh, interestingly, like uh, I had talked to one of my friends about uh, like the piercing on his ear. Right. Like <laughs> for a while, I did I didn't know the. Uh, like I can't remember which side it's supposed to mean. Like if, uh, like if you only have one side of your ear pierced, or I can't remember which direction it's supposed to be. But it's supposed to be like, I don't know, like a gay euphemism or something. Oh, is it? I didn't know. I had no. I I don't know which side. I think it's supposed to be the left side. But um, ultimately he's unique enough, but he's not. Um, he's not necessarily scary. I mean, it's it's sort of a. It's a fitting design, but when you see the character in sort of situations where he acts silly, it fits. It just it just perfectly fits, even though like he he kind of has those moments in the way they frame him and shoot him. He looks really badass. Like the first episode, you'll see him and he's like he's wearing his glasses and the glasses are like kind of reflecting off and like making sure you don't see his eyes, which makes uh like when you can't make eye contact with a character or a person, that kind of makes that person or character a little intimidating. Right. I mean, he's absolutely really badass. adds to Vash's character. No, but I want. Oh say, yeah. He's absolutely badass, and I love his his uh, his name his nickname. He's given the the humanoid typhoon. Like, I mean, you can't have a more badass name than the humanoid typhoon. Oh yeah. Like that's absolutely <laughs> amazing. Are you kidding me? I love that. The whole the whole series like. The na- like so many of the characters uh, have like like subtitle names like you have uh, like the villains that come in later in the show and they all have like these cool nicknames and they're like kind of tie into their their western like environment that they're living in and it's really 
it really immerses you in the in the world that they live in. Right, right, right. It feels so Western and so sci-fi all at the same time. No, for sure, for sure. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, Meryl and Millie, like at the beginning beginning of the anime. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, for, for those of you who did not know, um, uh, Kyo and, and I, we started podcasting on this other like series I do on my channel called Anime Podcasters. Recently, we had an episode on uh, dynamic duels. I really feel like Meryl and Millie are like a very good duo, and they balance each other out. I mean, like uh, Millie is this way more like a smiley, optimistic character, but can also pack a big punch. And like, I, I feel like Meryl's like more of a the determined type, and like kind of like picks up where like Millie slacks off, and they really like co combine together. They're really good. Do, can you talk about like uh, their relationship a bit and uh, uh, also like maybe touch on like how did they know who Vash was at the beginning and then like they realize wait you're Vash the Stampede? <laughs> like just like kind of like tie it all in for us. <laughs> Honestly the show could just is uh, pretty much just about these four characters like you also have Wolfwood who comes into the show oh, later. Oh, we'll talk about him. We'll talk of, about uh, him. Don't worry. These two characters, they uh, they play off each other very well. Like, they're two completely polar opposite characters in the sense that, um, like, one, like, like you said, one is the happy-go-lucky, one is the other one that kind of picks up where the other slacks off. And uh, honestly, the dynamic between them is kind of what helps carry the series along with Vash. Right. Like, you could switch... I mean, honestly... You could have a series with just the two of them, but it kind of helps to have Vash on uh, on the other side of the on the other side of things because, like, you, one you can switch between like different parts of the story, and uh, like you can like sort of develop one part of the story that's going to eventually lead up to uh, like say Millie and Meryl are in one scene, and then eventually it's going to build up to like finding out Vash is in the same place, and then something crazy happens, and so on. Um, <clears throat> if that, if all that makes sense, I'm not sure. Like, I feel like I'm going off. No, no, um, go, go ahead. We're nerding out. Go thought. ahead. Go <laughs> off. Go off. We're nerding out. Don't worry. I mean, go ahead. And I was watching the series with uh, with Church, and I was like, I was like messaging him like between and during episodes. I was like, yeah. Oh my god, this is happening. Oh my god, this is going down. Like, I, I, I kind of like. Uh, I want to talk about um, about Wolfwood, and then I want to kind of talk about other like. The, those things that made me freak out, which is going to be more of a spoilerish kind of thing, but so we'll put it towards the end of the podcast. But okay, Wolfwood, I love this guy. I don't know where to begin with. I don't know where to begin. Like, um, okay, absolutely amazing. Like counterpart to Vash, I love like. There's finally like an equal to Vash. I feel like Vash is like this top tier character. No one can like kind of be on his level in terms of like he's defeating any everyone and everything. But like Wolfwood shows up when they're like t when they're riding that uh, like truck or bus. I don't even know whatever it was th throughout the desert, and they're on the same ride together. And then um, and then um, what, what was that that happened again? It was like a, an invasion of robots or something like that, right? Yeah, uh, they took they had a quick stop and then like. One of the kids got kidnapped, exactly, or somebody yeah, yeah. got taken by yeah, yeah. by robots. Yeah, yeah, and and then like Vash, Vash and Wolf would like collaborate together to to like get the kid back and everything. They hop off the ride, and then everyone's like, "What? Uh -huh. what what's going on?" I, that was that, and and like we saw them like work together in, in action, and I thought they were really they they worked really really well together. Like, kind of, what what are your thoughts on Wolfwood? Like as a character, oh, yeah. as a counterpart to Vash, like how do you feel about Wolfwood? I feel like Wolfwood is supposed to be what uh, Sasuke is to Naruto, but a lot oh. better. Um, 
Like, I like Naruto, and a lot of you will say, like, oh, well, you make the Abridged series. Well, like, I love Trigun a lot more. Trigun Abridged? All honesty, because... Huh? Trigun Abridged? I did have a trailer for that, but I never got that off the ground. <laughs> Basically, um, Wolfwood is sort of uh, a little bit edgier than Vash, but... Definitely. He's... Uh, He's not defined by the fact that he's supposed to be edgier and the opposite of Vash's character. He actually has his own character. He's not made to simply be Vash's opposite or his equal. Um, no, no, okay. And quite okay. honestly, the two of them together, they have some of the funniest like banter. Oh, they do. They uh, really do. In the whole show. Like, huh? They really do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,. Whereas, like, Sasuke, he's just there to mostly be, like, an obstacle for Naruto. Right. And, uh, like, Naruto has to overcome that, but, uh, and, like, somehow they, like, end up with creating a bond, and I don't entirely get it. I mean, I, I just don't know. But, um, quite honestly, uh, Wolfwood is the, probably the perfect equal to Vash next to his brother. Oh, my God. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I, I'm uh, as we were podcasting. I have like the Trigon Wikia open uh, uh, with me, and I'm on the Wolfwood's page at, uh -huh. at, at the moment. And apparently, like this is like this trivia about him. According to the author, uh, the initial uh, for it's because his his full name is Nicholas D. Wolfwood. Um, the D apparently yeah. uh, stands for a daily cigarette intake when you translate it. <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but. That's pretty funny. <laughs> he, he is always smoking, though. He is, he is. So, like, that, that's the thing. <laughs> he is. All right. Spoiler warning. We're going to go into some uh, major spoiler stuff. So, uh, jump out right here. Yeah. So, again, haven't seen the series. Time to go Time to go watch it. Stop the podcast. Maybe listen to the other anime podcasters. Yeah. But first, go like watch the series. We got, episodes for you guys. Yeah. All right. All right, I want to talk about I want to talk about Rem. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Big Rem? spoiler right off the bat there. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, we warned we warned them, dude. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so she's those like, who didn't listen. I know, right? <laughs> People are like like raging, like throwing their headphones across the room. No. Yeah. <laughs> he said Rem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So right, go on. Like, go on. Rem is like. Uh, she, she's like she's part of Project Seeds and like a crew member with uh, Vash and Knives, which is uh, Vash's brother. We're we're gonna get to him too. And she's like basically like a caretaker yeah. for uh, for for those two. And she's everything. essentially their surrogate. She's yeah. the she's their surrogate parent, their surrogate mother. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And and like uh, I really liked her character, and I felt like uh, like uh, when Vash flashed back to her, it kind of like gave me like a. Uh, it kind of opened up the more tender side to Vash. I know Vash also has this thing where, like, when he's defeating uh -huh. an enemy, he doesn't want anyone to die. Like, he's making sure everything, like, nobody, yeah. like, he, you know what I mean? Like, like he, he doesn't want to destroy the city. He doesn't want, like, anyone to get hurt. So, like, he gets everyone out of town before a certain battle and everything. And I feel like when uh, he flashbacks to Rem, I kind of understand more of that side of him because uh, it, it shows kind of his tenderness as a character. But, like, do you like Rem? Like, how, how's, uh, how do you feel about Rem? As a character, I I really like Rem. I I like the uh, I like the idea of seeing Vash's roots and kind of a little bit of background on uh, on the world that they're living on. 
Right. And uh, it's not too much. Like, it's just, it's just what, like two episodes of, of that? Or is it like just the one? Because I can't, I can't I'm remember pretty the sure, order, order I'm pretty sure it was two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, if, if not, then there was at least, like, one episode, and it dedicated the entire thing to just, like, letting us learn about where where the bo- where uh, Vashon Knights came from and, like, yeah. what their upbringing was like and just, like, how... J- just kind of how things got started. And, uh, exactly, honestly, yeah. Rem as a character, I really, really like... Uh, I really like her in the sense that she's... She she's not she's not a necessarily a princess peach type of character like she's not a stereotype oh, of not. Uh, of a mother I guess I mean Peach is not a mother figure in all honesty but like I, I'm just saying like she's not a stereotyped uh, female character like she's not uh, like a stock she's not like a piece of stock footage like she's completely unique in the sense that she she offers a the the point of view that Vash grows up with and he. Uh, kind of takes the whole thing that Rem says to heart, and then like you see, knives like take the take the exact opposite route, and you see sort of like how how the wheels get turning in the two boys' head, and that kind of separates them like in in terms of their philosophy and their mindsets, and so you kind of right uh, right you you kind of see exactly how uh, like kind of just how these characters are like why there's a conflict why they why they act the way they do right right right. so now you you put that together really nicely and i i think it, well, it's you. a good way to, to put it um i want to i want to jump because we mentioned him i want to jump to this character knives oh yes like i mean he's basically the ultimate antagonist of the of the series and like vash's uh vash's brother mm-hmm. um i absolutely love knives i love how like because uh, I, I love a compelling villain. I love a good villain. Absolutely. And, uh, knives, knives. Had, had I watched Knives uh, back when we did the Villains podcast, I would have put him on my list. Because oh yeah, this is, <laughs> this is what I like about Knives. Knives appears super innocent, and like when he he goes to like destroy like uh, the the spaceships and, and and everything, and and uh, and all those crew members die. He basically sets that all up by himself, and he's like a little kid. And yeah. I'm like, what? What is happening right now? Like this kid's like an evil genius. I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah, it, it and like, like the thing the, that. Uh, the funny thing is, like, you don't see him like being evil as an adult as much as you do as a kid. So that's actually a little right, more right, right. scary. Like when you're seeing him as a child, like committing these oh, horrible sure. things, and then like, oh, and then sure, there's like sure. the scene where uh, Vash finds finds him in the office, and then there's the dead body, and of uh, like Knives is so so very calm about it, and he's just like so casual about the fact that he pretty much just killed somebody. I mean, he's like. He's like a, a, a like an, an old school like light Yagami who doesn't give a crap about killing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like honestly, like if we uh, like if I had to choose between light and knives, I would definitely say knives is probably a much cooler villain. But that, that's just my oh that's for just sure. My take I agree. It, quite honestly. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, knives, knives is I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to like put it into words. And this is a podcast, so obviously perfect timing, right? But Knives is super <laughs> yeah. compelling as a villain. Knives is like I, I think we're talking about dynamic duel, duels and like Vash's counterpart. Like I think he he, he takes it over like uh, uh, Wolfwood as a counterpart. I feel like without Knives there yeah. is no Trigon. Without Knives, even though he shows up really towards the end and like he has like that whole team with Legato, which we'll talk about too. Uh, I oh mean, yeah. Like that 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 anime ending, like he conducts that and he's like. 
And we all think it's like all legatos, like the bad guy and everything. But no, it was nice the whole time. And I love that. I love that. Yeah, like Knives so, yeah, is sort of, uh, he, he's sort of like the mastermind that's pulling all the strings for like all the, uh, like all those several uh, characters that Vash eventually faces off against. And like, uh, like Knives kind of treats them like playing cards. He just like throws them out onto the table and just sees like what, how Vash is going to react to it and like how um, pretty much all of those characters die. But not always by Vash's right. hand. Like somehow they get it to a point where those those guys that Vash has to fight, they just have to die, and that really gets to that really gets to Vash because killing is like just so. It's just something that pushes him over the edge. He cannot handle it. Like it's something that he absolutely despises. No, for sure, for sure. All right, so we 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 mentioned this guy, and we'll we'll, we'll probably talk about him, and then final thoughts. Legato. I love Logato too as a villain. <laughs> um, he's a, basically he's like he devotes himself to like knives and like makes his main goal to like make like Vash like suffer and like have internal pain. Yeah. And like I guess I guess if if knives is the first, he's like he's second in command to knives basically. And yeah. Uh, I, Two things I want to talk about uh, about him specifically. That scene in the bar where like he just destroys everyone, how he's basically introduced. I love that he was absolutely like amazing. Oh yeah, and that was like a great. Every character has like a perfect introduction in this in this show. Like, like every like I know everybody's not introduced through a bar, but like it seems like a bar is always involved with like introducing a character. Like there was uh, Vash's introduction, uh, the introduction of uh, Frank Marlin from episode uh, three. And uh, there's Legato right. in the bar, like. But I, I know well, it's a, it I know like it's a western, but like lots of bars in this it's show. It's a western, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, but but to to counter what, uh, to, like to, on on the opposite spectrum though, the way Legato goes out, where he's just like Vash, kill me, shoot me, and then that's it, yeah. and he dies. I find that to be super disappointing. I don't know why, but that was like I was like that's how he's gonna go out. I was like, come on, what? <laughs> really like how did you feel about him going out like that i think it was a perf i think it was a good way to do it because like uh pretty much like Otto's goal is to break vash and in the end it does mean i mean like uh legato wants to die he wants to be dead and like it's kind of his goal to make sure that vash is suffering and to to legato the ultimate way to get vash to suffer was to get Vash to kill somebody and that was and ultimately that was Legato and <clears throat> so in my opinion like I feel like Legato kind of got like in a sense uh, like just in figure of speech here he kind of got the last laugh and like he got the satisfaction of knowing that he yeah, okay, basically broke him and like for two, uh, two other episodes we see uh, like Vash is broken and he's not wanting to get up he's just sitting there contemplating the fact that he just took a life even though it wasn't entirely his decision but like the fact that he had to kill one life to save another life or a couple other lives just the fact that he took a life in general is just uncomfortable to him it just he just can't handle it like i said before okay okay yeah. no I, I i see i see what you mean uh-huh but you're still not satisfied with the way he died though I, I just I get I get why he did it I get that he wanted to die I get that he wanted to break Vash I guess I it w there wasn't enough fireworks for me I get the whole mental thing but uh -huh. like on screen kind of thing it was just like kind of like shoot me in the head <laughs> that's it you know you, I was you like, want, uh, okay I see what on. you're really saying like, you wanted it like framed differently I you want wanted gore. it to be 
like a glorious death, like a little more glorious. Yes, with- I want. I want like. I want him like riding on a horse, coming in like trying to like chop Vash's head <laughs> off and like Vash like. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. That would be cool, though. Okay. That would be um, cool. That would be cool. Would be cool. Would be cool. If uh, animators out there or church yourself, if you want to do that, if you bridge, <laughs> keep that one. Oh, that one's that one's a freebie, guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, let 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 let's start like wrapping this up. Uh, final thoughts on right. uh, on um, Trigon for yourself, church. Oh boy, it's kind of hard to. Uh, summarize the whole show in just a few minutes but um i think that the reason it kind of hits home for me is because this show kind of changed my outlook on life like i was growing up in high school and i was uh like i was a very quiet uh introverted not wanting to talk to anybody type of kid and i really didn't like uh socializing i was more so like everybody everybody's stupid i feel like i'm the smartest person in the world like i think we've all had that point in our lives but um yeah 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 <clears throat> but uh, i checked out the show and uh like the way that the character the character acted and just uh vash's personality in general just kind of lit lit up lit me up in a way and i kind of saw the world in a in a different way like the way he said that um like j- just through his actions alone uh more so more so through his actions than the way he's like the things he's talked about and just how free and happy he is despite like the horrible horrible life he's lived and it made me think like if a cartoon character can live a happier life than i can then i'm obviously not living the right life right right right. and quite on and uh in all honesty i guess the best way to describe trigon is um it's a fun ride with lots of creative characters really compelling story villains good guys bad guys uh philosophy ethicals or ethics morals all kinds of really cool stuff i mean all this all the stuff like just being said does not do it justice it's honestly something that if you haven't seen it yet and if you're watching it or if you're watching this podcast and you haven't seen it yet why are you at this point is my first question secondly yeah. <laughs> my first uh, my second question is why aren't you watching it right now <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, for me, final thoughts. Absolutely an amazing anime. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad I watched it. I picked it up because like Church was like, "It's my favorite ever." I'm like, "Okay, if it's your favorite ever, it's worth watching the first episode." Then I got hooked. That's it. That's it. That's all. Like I'm, I told, like I told you, like the first, like I told you, like uh, as soon as he got through the first episode, I think, or actually, I don't remember. Uh, when I said it, but he just messaged me and said, I'm going to start Trigon, and I said, that is a classic gem, and you need to finish the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was that. honestly it worried as to gem. whether or not if you would like it. I was honestly oh, I worried if it. you wouldn't like it. <laughs> I loved oh, yeah. it. I loved it. And, uh, okay, um, let's uh, let's uh, quickly uh, plug our, our, stuff in, our stuff in here. Um, uh, so thank you so much for checking out this, uh, this side podcast. Uh, if maybe we can make this like a thing, like once a month or something. I don't know. If you guys like, uh, if you guys enjoy uh, this podcast, uh, make sure to like, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, Church, where can people find you online? Okay, well, you guys can find me online. You can find me on find me on Facebook at uh, GoPro Kyo Arts. I uh, I don't post on Facebook as much, but uh, I am a lot more active on my Twitter, which is uh, um, geez, I think it's Church Christensen, or you can find it at or uh in uh at gopro kyo 
uh, slash Twitter. And uh, you can also find me using my voice on Naruto Bridged or in any other like fun projects on the Daydreamer Studios page, which will be linked in the description. And you can also find my YouTube channel, GoPro Kyo, with uh, not too much to find on there, but you will be seeing some animations sometime soon. And uh, Awesome. Uh, hand it off, I'll hand it off to you, Jayanne, if you're going to close or if you're going to promote yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'll just really quickly. I mean, if you're watching this video, you're right on my channel. I have this other series called Anime Podcasters. We have a bunch of episodes where just a bunch of Kyo 2 where we talk about anime. So make sure to check <laughs> that out. All my links will be in the description. I'll make it that simple. And also, quick plug, by the time you're listening to this, by the time you're listening to this po podcast, I will have a new anime remix of Bleach. I remixed a song from Bleach, and that's Ooh. on my channel right now. Go check it out. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, we are back in present time. Let's get right into it. This is episode 79 of Anime Podcasters, simply titled Trigun. Enjoy. Hi, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. Today, it is myself and GoPro Kyo. Kyo the Stampede is in the house, in the podcast. How's it going, buddy? I didn't think you were going that direction, but I'm doing good. <laughs> Very happy. I'm doing to have pretty good. Today. I'm good, happy to good be to back hear. on. I watched the. I re, I did some rewatching for this episode, which was which was nice to go back and watch one of my old favorites. Yes, and we finally get to do a full video podcast on this. episodes. Yes, I in all seriousness that too. Yeah, in all seriousness, the topic today is one that has been in the works for. Us. Basically, since episode one, we were telling ourselves we need to talk about this anime at some point. It's uh basically 80 episodes later basically and we're here finally yeah we're talking about trigun vash the stamp now now let's address this real quickly i think some folks might be a little confused because we did have a quote-unquote side anime podcast on it it was more like just uh getting giant's initial thoughts on it and just me kind of gushing about uh with him about the show but this time we're going to go a little more in depth and we're also going to answer a couple audience questions yeah yes 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 and that, okay. that podcast was what like 2016 2017 it was a while ago <sighs> man time goes almost by been, fast almost five years almost five years of podcasting just about there yeah we're almost there all, all right. right. Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's yeah. go ahead and get started. Yes. All right. I always start with this question because I think it's the it's a good way to kick off any anime based topic. Um, I really want to know how you found out about Trigon. Uh, what got you into it and your initial impressions of Trigon? So I'll be honest. The first time that I heard about Trigon, I actually so like I don't know if you remember these days, Jayan, but like there was a time, there was a long time ago on the internet where songs did not get copyrighted nearly as much as they do now. But uh, basically, what happened was like so I was looking for a particular song by ACDC, the song "Big Gun," which was uh, which was a new favorite song for me at the time, and uh, somehow I stumble upon this anime AMV that just had clips of Trigun interspliced with the song. So. Uh, I was interested in it because the last anime I had watched before that was uh, um, like before that I had or like this was honestly like the first like official anime that I delved into head first. So like uh, <clears throat> like I had used to watch like Pokemon when I was uh, younger. Like we all we all went through that point, right? Oh, yes, no? we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, like, um, I eventually uh, found that, like, uh, all the episodes were available on YouTube and by Funimation themselves. They posted them on their YouTube channel. And originally, they used to have all the episodes, like, both subbed and dubbed because the, uh, or, like, it, because, like, back then, uh, revenue was generated by clicks as opposed to watch time, which is different now, obviously. But, um, anyway, like, I, I watched it from uh, start to uh, about halfway through. Uh, I fell out of it, and then a year later when Netflix uh, Instant became a thing, I found it was on Netflix, so I binged through the entire show, That and that was that's pretty much my whole story for it. I mean, like, it's been kind of a big inspiration to me artistically, because, like, that was both the first anime I ever watched, like, religiously from start to finish. It's like, uh, 26 episodes or something like that, and... Uh, like, I started drawing the characters, I started, like, taking uh, tips from how to draw anime books, stuff like that, so it kind of, I would have to say, it kind of kickstarted my artistic career in a way, you know? No, definitely, I remember you being, uh, have always been very drawn to this series, and it's been your favorite for the longest time, like, basically since I've known you, we've we've talked about this uh, series on and off podcast, and... Yeah. So you you recommended it to me, and you told me, Jayan, you need to watch Trigun. And yeah, I was I, so I happy recommend that I, did. I recommend this to a lot of people because, like, it's uh, for me personally. I think it's very like it's not as uh, it's not as amazingly written as like Cowboy Bebop is, but I think it would be like a step beneath it. Like it's just it's almost to that point because it's not as heavily Japanese influenced as like other other shows that we watch it's a little more focused on just telling a story in its own world yeah and it's more f- and it's it's just got really good it's got really good characters it's got a really cool uh, setting uh, a really cool plot like I, I recommend it to people who are like uh, like you ever have people who are like I'm I want to get into anime but I don't want to start with like the like say the fan servicey stuff like people are kind of turned off by anime because of that sort of thing so no, like definitely. uh yeah, so like you recommend them stuff like Cowboy Bebop, uh, Naruto, or uh, uh, but and like for me, Trigun is always one of the ones that I throw in there because it's it's not you don't have to know Japanese culture as much to enjoy it, it which is why I think uh, like it's which is why I think it's one of the better better anime shows ever, really. No, definitely. I just remember when um, I started the first episode and it was Vash basically being trailed and gunned down by all of these people who wanted mm-hmm, him because yeah. they, what was his bounty? Like, I know the currency wasn't double dollars. It was like 60 billion or something like that. Like, 60 billion. Yeah. Yeah. 60 billion double dollars, which I was like, okay, so this obviously this guy's wanted like is he a criminal i wasn't sure and very very early on i got just very attached to who he was as a character because like he just had a really good moral code and he could Mm -hmm. you know decipher good from bad very easily and he got himself in these very like not desperate but like really tough situations and you always wondered um how you would pull it off he he had this mm-hmm. resilience uh one that now i think about it it, it makes me think a lot of uh, i will want to go too down this rabbit hole but it really made me think of onizuka from great teacher onizuka uh vash vash and him share this resilience of uh, a lot is put against them but they pull through every time and mm. i think that um what uh, Vash also has uh, that I really enjoyed is like the teamwork he developed with with uh, Millie and with Meryl and with uh, Nicholas, everything like that. Um, just 
it was just really good and the, the story i liked how it was like cowboy bebop where um it, the episodes obviously there is a plot and we do follow along but like cowboy bebop there's not too much connectivity connectivity between each episode which i really yeah enjoyed with that. with cowboy bebop there's like certain there's like a couple of episodes that are intricate that do have like a story arc between a little like bit more yeah, than, yeah more than more than one episode but there's no overall goal for the entire show whereas trigon yeah. there is an overall goal it just doesn't show itself until a little bit later in the show. Right. It's, ve- right. it's a very, it, the Trigon has a very slow burn with its uh, story. So like if you like the characters, then you'll probably get into it. If you, if you just want to see these characters, then you'll, you'll like it. Honestly, no, the, the characters are, are great. And Vash is, mm-hmm. I know it's like that main character trope, but like he is my favorite character. I think, um, now that I think about it, I, I was very much into, um, Wolfwood, he was like my favorite for a long time, but now just thinking about it, uh, I'm gonna pull a hot shot. And I'm gonna switch real quick here. Um, I really, uh-huh. really like Vash. Um, I just really, as a protagonist, he carries the story so well. You you root for him every step of the way, right. and you really want him to succeed, whatever happens in the series. So that's what I, I like the most of, about him. What about you? Uh, favorite characters, standout characters for you? Uh, on on it, man. There's. Man, I like all the characters. I like all of them a little too much to pick one, but like if I have to pick one, I'll have to say Vash is probably my favorite character. No, yeah, no, definitely. I also his nickname, the Humanoid Typhoon. I've said this before. Such a badass like nickname. I Dude, love like, it. It's got such it's got such a Western Mad Max feel mm-hmm. to it. Like, oh man. It, like they there's such a like nice way of like spinning like legend and rumor into into their like into their world like the way that they pass information on to each other it's all like word of mouth there's like no social media or there's no like uh, or like there's no like real long-term or a long yeah sorry long-term uh uh communication so it's all spread word of mouth and it feels very much like like an old west sort of uh sort of world what did you think about his? Um, I, I, I asked you this in the Cowboy Bebop podcast how, uh, you know, being a bounty hunter, being a wanted man in this westernized, techie lifetime, I don't know how else to put it. Um, how, how did you feel about, mm-hmm. about like, this, just the structure of the anime where he goes from town to town and, you know, he comes across the Nebraska brothers and just how, how the plot mm-hmm. and everything is, is structured? How, how did you l- like that? Well, like, I like that there's no immediate, like, goal for the whole thing. Like, there's mm-hmm. a set, or, like, there's a set, uh, sort of, um, like, like, Vash himself has his own goal, or it's not, I guess it's not really a goal, it's just more of, like, he just has to survive day to day because, like, he's been wrongly accused, spoilers, by the way, that's what these podcasts are all about, mm-hmm. I don't know why we don't tell, I don't know why you guys watch this if you're not ready for spoilers, um, <clears throat> but uh anyway uh i like i like that there's a mystery of like we know that vash did something but like the way that they show us how or like his person like his character is very much like it doesn't match up with the rumors that you're hearing when you hear it from the other background characters who are like oh the like they just list like these uh like tall tale sort of uh feats that he's accomplished and but like everybody's afraid of him but like you actually see the character and you have this moment of like 
disbelief like Meryl is the character who you kind of relate to in the sense that like she also doesn't believe it because for the first four five for uh, four episodes Meryl doesn't believe that that's Vash the Stampede right I remember that so like she doesn't yeah so like you're kind of with Meryl for that majority of the the show in trying to discover like like as you know from like as an audience person that it is Vash that that's the character because like you're 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 observing it and you're seeing all the all of the story from all angles but Meryl is just seeing it from based on the way that he acts so in a way the show is doing the same thing by showing you that like all of the rumors are fake but the four by the fourth episode it finally shows you how and why people think he is like this uh, this entity of destruction. This hurricane. Exactly. <laughs> great, great word choice, Giant. No, but in all seriousness, I <laughs> really think that Meryl is the perspective of the audience for those first four episodes. And and the more I'm talking to you, the more I'm remembering this anime, and the more it's coming back to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also remember her, her and uh, and Millie. Like I felt like she was not, not like Millie was like riding her coattails, but like. Meryl was basically, you know, like do this and do that. Like, but she had more of the leadership and she, she helped guide Millie uh, and they were a good humorous team together. But like yeah. Meryl really like pulled um, and like really was the, the reason why Millie, um, how can I say uh, how Millie was, she basically was a side character too. Uh, Meryl is what I felt like the more I'm thinking back to Millie. Yeah. Would you, would, how would you remember Millie being, uh, especially with Meryl? Millie is the uh, like kind of the ditzy kind of uh, mm-hmm. a little a little aloof. I think is a good word for her. Uh, she's not she's not stupid. She's just a little absent minded. Like she yeah. is ve- or she's very simple minded. Like she just thinks in very straightforward in a very straightforward sense. But Meryl has like a very logical kind of mind. So she just uh, like she has a goal. Or, like, she'll have, like, a set goal, and then she'll, uh, like, mentally, she'll just calculate everything humanly possible to make sure that she gets to that goal. And she's just focused on looking at everything from a logical perspective as opposed to, like, uh, like a creative perspective. Right, but what, wasn't she her assistant, now that I think back about it? Didn't she, like, just assist her? Like, if Meryl wanted something, Millie had to do it kind of thing? It wasn't, was that it or not? Oh, uh, they they were more like uh, they were more like uh, like coworkers really. So like they were both uh, put on the same job because they work really well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, or we didn't even say exactly what they do. They're uh, so Millie and Merrill are the uh, insurance. The insurance. Yeah, agents. yeah. It was insurance. Yes. Yeah. So their whole. So the whole point of these two characters is that their insurance company. Yes, this is actually how it's going down. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, it's weird to think that they have an insurance agency in an anime. Like you've never really. That's also something you never really hear about. Really, you know. Why not, Kyo? Why not? Or it's kind of like you never hear the insurance agency in like the Marvel movies or something like that know what i mean yeah you know definitely but anyway these characters are sent out to find vash the stampede keep him under surveillance and prevent like uh prevent event or prevent uh vash from doing anything destructive so that way uh the insurance company doesn't go under or doesn't have to pay for all the damage that keeps being caused so or that's just that's just the long and short of like what their purpose is but 
obviously like uh, very human things get in the way, very, um, very non like or very much stuff that they wouldn't have expected to be getting into because to them they they think they're just going into just they're just doing a job, but like they kind of uh, later on bite off more than they can chew, and then they just they just kind of get roped into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to shift my our attention maybe more to Wolfwood. I loved Wolfwood. Okay, yeah, go ahead. And I, you know what mm-hmm. I remember? Okay, so more spoilers here, but I just remember texting you in all caps being so mad and just what the hell is going on that's so unfair when wolfwood passes you were away. texting me mo- you were texting me moment to moment during the episode where wolfwood dies oh my gosh i was like and then at the, the end hell? you were just like yeah you were and like if oh man like are we just gonna start with the fact that he died and not talk about his character first all right now let's talk about legato <laughs> no, i'm kidding <laughs> Let's move over to the next character. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. Um, yeah. He felt like a like a, a sidekick to Vash, but he 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 held his own. Like I would definitely consider him to be a main character. I don't remember the specifics of it. Like he carried this cross. He was a smoker. He helped out Vash a lot. I, I mean, what? Tell me, tell me more about Wolfwood. Well, so Wolfwood is kind of just a was kind of just a passerby at first, and. Uh, Basically, he gets roped into a situation where he has to show uh, that, like, on the outside, he's a priest. So he is supposed to be a man of the cloth. He's supposed to be, uh, he's going on pilgrimage, basically. And uh, he's getting into these situations where he has to uh, help pay for, uh, pay for this orphanage that he works for. Basically, this orphanage is his home. He he grew up there himself, but he's also uh, trying to make it better for the children that he's uh, protecting, basically. He's doing it for the kids, Keo. <clears throat> but, uh, yes. <laughs> basically, he sees no other way to uh, survive and thrive in this, uh, in this uh, world without having to kill people whereas vash's character is the complete opposite he believes that uh peace is completely possible through uh non-violence or and not killing people like he'll do everything possible to not kill people which is one which is another aspect that i think is why a lot of people like vash is because vash is uh very what's the word for it he's very altruistic he's very much focused on uh, the needs of others above himself. Oh my gosh! Which yes. I think is one of those things that makes him. I really want to get into that. And like quick parentheses, I just remember Vash not being able to hurt any bad guy for the longest time. He he, he oh yeah he couldn't bring himself to doing it. And I just it wasn't it Legato who like put the gun to his head and he wouldn't like even pull the trigger. Like some scene like that happened or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I was- yeah. There's a scene later on where Legato. So Legato has like the power to like con- uh, manipulate people to a certain degree, yeah. And like he eventually got it to the point where Vash had no choice but to pull the trigger and kill Legato, which is ultimately what he wanted. Which is a really painful scene to sit through because uh, Legato, because the whole point is that like Legato wins in a way, and Vash has broken his own moral code. Yeah, I- I- it's really funny. Like I just want to put this like for a quick. Uh- 
legato in musical terms is when you uh, when you put two notes like when you connect two notes and and, and the the musician plays them in a in a smooth way um, and when they transition from note to note. Do do you think that has anything to do with his name? Because I just why would you name him like legato? You know what I mean? Do, do you feel like that has any connectivity to like his name or his character or anything? Um, I don't I don't know. Like I. I didn't really think about it that way. I didn't even know that till now. So, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 of course, of course, just I was, I was, kind of, yeah, just just kind of an interesting, uh, kind of an interesting uh, fun fact about him, I guess. Yes, yes. I just want because I just feel like Legato was this really evil guy in this mental way. I didn't, and I wasn't there. Like also, he's a very psychological. Yeah. he's a very psychological villain. Yes, is what you're thinking? Yes, exactly. I felt like yeah. he just manipulated people and screwed with people he was like an evil ibiki ibiki from naruto you see what i mean yeah that's how i perceived Mm. him um and but wasn't there a scene with him in a bar where he just like a bunch of people got gunned down i know that's like that scene happened like everywhere so like i'm I'm just gonna I'm, i'm just gonna like argue this in general like a lot of uh i think a lot of really good movies and stories have like like i think bar scenes are a really good way to establish a character Because the way, so you put this character into a room and you give that and you just put like any kind of random thug into like in their way and the way that the character reacts kind of is very telling of how that person's personality is. So like, for example, when Vash uh, is first introduced, uh, we see him like calmly uh, just getting up and holding his gun after this entire bar has been demolished mm-hmm. and he's the only thing standing the uh <laughs> the next scene which flashback which is a flashback uh he uh holds up his gun and his gun is empty so it's him reacting and dodging the bullets and running off like every which is a funny other scene, scene which is actually a pretty funny scene yeah yes exactly and then there but then there's the, the scene with legato which is the complete opposite which is him uh like avoiding conflict to a certain point but then when they push things too far he uh he he manipulates uh things to things to go his way and it's a really creepy scene and like pretty much all the i if i as i recall all the characters died except for uh some of the prisoners of a certain uh of, of a certain gang exactly but, but going it's back, been a while since i've seen that episode but i do remember that yeah, i want to go back to what you were saying about the bar scenes i feel like these bar scenes are so prevalent throughout the entire anime i feel like every other episode there was this gun down bar scene of a fight that Vash didn't want to get into it but some uh, some drunk right. thug hey you did you like stare at me wrong like I saw you from over there and like you're the main <laughs> character so I have to like screw with you for like three minutes you know uh, basically like, I, I feel like right. that was very much within a Trigun every other episode and it, it just it was a good excuse for some great fight scenes bro it is yeah <laughs> like if you want a good fight we, scene we kind of trailed scene. off from I think we kind of trailed off from Wolfwood there from Legato, because all we said about Wolfwood is that he died, remember? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about Wolfwood? But, uh, can, can we jump back to that real quick? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Wolfwood is a character who, uh, despite his, uh, despite his like appearance and his suppose like the first impression you would get off of a guy who's dressed as a priest, is that the idea is that he should be the more passive one, whereas Vash, the perceived gunslinger is the actual really passive one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which I think is a re- which is a really cool character dynamic. You just like like they have a Naruto and Sasuke kind of vibe, except they don't necessarily hate each other. They just kind of have like uh, they they just have kind of a friendly rivalry to the point where they. They they see themselves in each other, but they don't hate what they see in one another. I think that's I think that's the best way I can describe it, honestly. No, I, I see where you're coming from with that. And yeah. I just I just, I loved Wolfwood. He was just this very cool, calm character, and whenever he had something to say, you would just kind of perk your ears and be like, Oh, Wolfwood, like what's going down in this episode with him? And I really like the fight scenes with him and Vash where they mm-hmm. their teamwork is really great. And uh I, yeah. I I I just great character, great great complimentary character to Vash. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Should we talk about Rem? Rem. Oh, Rem. Boy. Oh boy. The mother. The mother. The mother of this whole. If she hadn't saved those two children, this would not be a problem. Rem <laughs> is the reason why we're <laughs> podcasting about this. That's true. <laughs> and Ram gave us one of the greatest anime fights at the end of Trigun because those brothers hate each other. And the whole, I just remember <laughs> that whole spaceship thing was so messed up and how knives at such a young age was such a screwy. God, kni- knives is such a cool, like a such, I love and hate that character. He is so much, he is so much fun to watch. Like just the, like, like not even just knives, but just like the dynamic between the two. I I think there's a little bit of similarity between knives and Wolfwood, but knives is a little bit more on the extreme side. So I think so. I think that like the contrast still works, right? Uh, with it. But anyway, uh, what or what were you saying? You can you can go ahead. So I just, I remember the Project Seeds was was basically a thing because. Uh, he, knives and, and Vash aren't exactly human. They they also have like some plant DNA or something like that. And I just remember this whole uh, spaceship situation where she was basically trying to save them both from some sort of attack, and then it all fell apart. Like this is I, I'm trying I, I'm literally going like as far back in my brain. I'm trying to remember how this whole situation mm-hmm. develops. But she, she's basically the reason why there's a screw up at the end, right? Isn't that what happens? Mm-hmm. Like, could you fill in the blanks here for me and the audience? Yeah. So basically, Rem is part of this crew of people uh, who have taken this large ship or this fleet of ships, actually, to go to another planet because Earth. We obviously we fucked it up, same as Cowboy Bebop. I think it's kind of the same, uh, kind of kind of the same backstory. I think with uh, uh, Earth, it wasn't Earth just like uninhabitable, basically. We screwed up, Kyo. We didn't listen. Yeah, I we know. We didn't listen. <laughs> I'm leaving that silence. I, I mean, you can't just... say. I, I mean, you can't see it, but I shook my head. So I know. <laughs> I can feel the shaking. <laughs> you can feel. You can feel it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> essentially, what happens is these uh, characters are taking these cryo sleep people to another world so that way they can uh build a new uh society for humans because humans fucked up earth uh they're just mo- they're just moving to find a new colony to start humanity new uh just basically give humanity a second chance but and uh these so like i'm just gonna say this right now like i have in fact read the entirety of the trigun manga because there's or there's a uh, there's a sequel series called trigon maximum that they never made into an anime just because the uh basically because like the original anime didn't uh wasn't very was sadly not very popular which is a real honestly a real shame yeah but um 
But basically, these uh, there are these creatures called plants. They produce energy. They the this energy has been harnessed by people to power their ships, power their uh, power their cities. Just uh, but Vash and Knives are uh, basically the last two uh, or like one of the last two plant offspring to be produced. I don't know the I don't know the specifics and I don't remember the specifics. It's been years since I've read this thing, but um, <clears throat> so basically, Rem saved them. They were about to be uh, destroyed because like the humans thought like this is unnatural. This isn't how this is supposed to work. But Rem saves Vash and Knives. She becomes their uh, adoptive mother. She starts raising them, and apparently, they grow faster than they normally should. And I'm not going to lie, I actually did, in fact, calculate how old Vash should be. He's somewhere around 200 years old. At this point, at this point in time, as we're recording the podcast? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No. Or, <laughs> or in the sure. anime. I know I'm actually confused. In in the in the anime, like in the in the anime, when we meet him in the uh, or like when you meet him in episode one, he's about. I would say I think he's a hundred and thirty years old, if I recall. Damn! I, I did some like rough calculations a long time ago. Quick maths, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's me like knowing way too much about this anime and the manga. Anyway, Rem is their adoptive mother, and what exactly happens with uh, the ship is knives. Uh, or like becomes the yin to Vash's yang. They their philosophies are opposing. Uh, like the best way that they explain it is this scene where uh, where there's a spider and a butterfly, and the butterfly is stuck in the web, and Vash goes to let the the butterfly out, and but uh, <clears throat> but um, knives goes and kills the spider. Because he says, if you keep freeing the butterflies, the spider's just going to die anyway. You might as well just kill the spider. But so, like in that sense, so like in that sense, you kind of already see how their philosophies are opposing. Vash wants to save everybody, but isn't always aware of the fact that, like, there are consequences to saving everybody. Whereas Knives is like, don't save anybody, just or like, don't save the, don't save the lesser of the two evils just kill those who are in your way. <clears throat> so like that pushes knives into the direction of uh, manipulating the entire crew into killing each other except for Rem and then when they all try to escape the exploding ship, uh knives is trying to destroy both the humans and just leave it so that way him and Vash are alive on on the planet that they've discovered. It's all coming back but to me now. But Rem saves all the people, and yeah, yeah. But Rem saves a a good chunk of the uh, crowd, the sleeping people, and then that leads to the society that we know of in the Trigun series. I wanted to I wanted to go to this. I was like doing some research for the podcast, and apparently in 2010 there was a uh, Trigun movie that came out. Do you need this? Yeah. Yeah, Trigun Badlands. Have you never, have you ever seen that? No, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna watch it and we're gonna do a podcast about it, buddy. You need to check. You need to check it out. It's actually a really good uh, one-off story. So, like, 
Don't, don't spoil. Or, I actually don't spoil. saw it not that I'm not I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say like I saw it not long after the uh, I had finished the anime. It was like after Netflix and I went out and bought the movie and the movie was that doesn't matter how much it was. But I went out and uh, <laughs> I got my uh, Vash plushie, some popcorn and uh, <laughs> and just sat down and watched the movie. And uh, it's. It's one of my favorite movies. It's kind of one of those generic, like, uh, uh, one-off movies. You know how, like, in the Naruto movies, they don't really have a, uh, they don't connect to the show? Yeah, yeah, to, like, the like, main storyline. Yeah. They just have, like, that one-off, non-canon story, mm-hmm. but it could be canon, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of like that, but with Trigun, it's like, you could just see this as, like, another one of Vash's adventures, like, between episodes, but it just specifically pits it like after he's met Wolfwood. So it just leaves you with like, it's between these two points in time, basically. Okay. I see. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But like, if you're going to, if you're going to watch it, I, I definitely go say, go, go and check it out. Cause it's, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. I will. I will. Um, and then, uh, the other character, we can't talk, talk about him a little bit, but I really wanted to get into knives as well. Um, I just, mm-hmm. I think, yes, we, I please. think, we, we, we you set a, a, a good enough chunk on him, but uh, what I love the most about knives is the fight against uh, him and Vash at the very end. Are you kidding me? That oh, fight. Man. The final. The final so episode good. is probably the like the final episode is probably the peak of how good that show is. Mm-hmm. Like there is a little, there is a tiny point of contention. Like I'll or like I'll just say like. Uh, I know we're not saying. I know that we're saying spoilers, but like, I feel like I shouldn't. Is all. <laughs> Dude, we're talking about the final episode. Like, also <laughs> getting that. You know what? Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, I, I, I think that there's a little bit of point of contention. Some people are just like, he should have just killed knives. Others are just like, no, it's very in character. My only problem is that, like, uh, Vash says at the end, like, I'm just gonna follow my own path, and I'm like, well. If he follows your own path, you probably would have just killed your brother instead of like that. Would have been more surprising than him letting him live but i don't know it's a uh, there's a nice there's a nice bit of catharsis to it it's got a pretty strong ending the actual fight between them is actually really it's actually really entertaining and it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat from like start to finish no i love it i love it and i just remember how they're just pointing the gun yeah, at each other and, <laughs> and then just keep bouncing back and forth at the at the very end when the Vash is carrying uh, um, knives in his arms as the as he's walking back, and oh man, um, okay, I gotta ask mm-hmm. you this: favorite fight in all of uh, the series? My favorite, my favorite fight scene. Yeah, favorite fight. Oh, okay. Um, I have quite, I have quite a few, but like, um, I'm gonna have to say the the fight in episode four where Vash finally whips out his gun and uses uh, only six shots to defeat the the Nebraska brothers. It is so it is like, it's so amazing because it's been built up for three whole episodes. And then by the time you get to that point, you're already kind of like you, you've been teased of like Vash actually using his gun for that whole segment or all three of those episodes. And when he finally does, it's probably one of the most satisfying uh, fight scenes you'll ever see. My reaction to that was like about time. Like you, you have 60 billion double yeah, dollars, right? <laughs> all this 
crazy, you're amazing stuff. Like, show me. Episode one, okay, you can run around. Episode two, <laughs> episode three, episode four, you're like, ah, oh, okay, okay, there's something to this dude. Okay. Um, I have to agree, it's such a great fight, and I... I'm gonna have to say that my favorite fight is the I know a cop out, but final fight, the final fight, that the, the arm with the, the, his arm kill, the explosion. And I know we have questions <laughs> about this, and I don't want to like go too much into it, but boom, bro, boom. <laughs> it's great. I love, I love, I love this anime through and through. And now I, 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 the more we're talking about it, the more I want to watch it. And, and it's one of these things where I've, yeah. I've seen this anime, like I said, a few years ago. And you know, I've seen more anime. Since. I've seen, I've seen it uh, two or three times actually, because uh, I saw it on my own by myself for the first time, and then the second time I introduced it to Austin. Austin was, Austin was really into it. Like he. He he was invested from start to finish, and like that that just made me really happy that he was into it. Also, and, yeah. sadly, he couldn't join because yeah. he's not feeling too well. Sorry. No, I know. A hot shot. If you're listening, I would love. I would have loved to hear his thought. His thoughts on this whole thing. Yeah, like of like hundred like, percent. He, he, I would have loved to have hear, heard like his unique take on this whole thing. It would have been nice, but but hey, here we are. Here we are. It's all right. It's okay. Um, should we get into the audience questions, Kyo? Um. Yeah, you know what? Let's get let's go ahead and jump into that. All right, uh, I sent them to you. So, do you want me to say them? I, I feel like you're going to be better suited to answer them. So, uh, do you want me to read them out and then you'll uh, you'll answer the questions, or do you want to read them out? Whatever you prefer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and uh, read them out, and I'll I'll try and answer them the best. The best you can. You the trigon. The, the best. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. The best I can. Not not. I'm I'm the best at answering them. That's not what I mean. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Heth Merritt. I mean, so far I've spent like. So far, I've spent like five or ten minutes like rambling about each question you've got for me. So <laughs> more rambling. All right, Heath Merritt asks, "Why yeah, the like- angel nuke arm thing?" And that's such a good way to describe it. I, I valid <laughs> questions. These are the questions we need answers for. Um, because it's awesome, right? <laughs> what? Why else? I mean, I guess you can give the actual reason why because that's how he was genetically formed. I guess. Well, I mean, because it's cool. <laughs> all right next question <laughs> i mean that's my first answer but <laughs> no uh well like he basically shows the uh so like basically if you watch the i'm pretty sure it's the final episode where uh they just go through it and they explain uh that knives built them from like pieces of the uh pieces of the uh, ship that they fell from and he made them so that way he can destroy uh so that way he can destroy humans basically or just like wipe out uh the settlements that they or the uh so like all the crash sites are where the towns are in this world so like whenever you came across a a world or a town in the in one of those episodes that was where like one of the uh the early ships had crashed and then they they built their towns around that because they had the generators with the plants inside of them anyway so like the whole plan was like that uh, knives wanted to uh, like destroy those settlements so that he could he and Vash could have the world to themselves, but uh, but Vash didn't really want to do that. But I don't know why he kept the gun in the first place. He may may as well have just thrown it out or something. But anyway, yeah, that's that's why the angel arm nuke thing. <laughs> okay, and the next question from Rene Jimenez ask. Uh, do you think we'll ever get a main sequel? I guess, like you said, the manga continues after the series. Do you think that's ever going to become an anime or yeah. something else after um, this? I would love to say yes, but uh, I mean, so like the the author of this uh, show 
has stated that this is one of, that this is his favorite uh series or at least I recall him saying that I could be wrong but he said it was his favorite series it's a little more popular here than it is in Japan but it's still not as big as it should be I think it should have I think it I think because Cowboy Bebop was so much more uh popular and so and a little it, it had a little bit more less uh I guess it just grabbed people a little bit more than Trigun did, probably because Trigun still has like a very anime flavor to it, so people didn't gravitate towards it as much. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I would love to see a sequel series, but as it is, I'd I'd rather it be as it is, as opposed to being like Dragon Ball, where it's been milked so much that uh, its content is somewhat dry in my eyes. No, I see what you mean. Um, a fair opinion, but um, like I, w- I mean, I mean, I haven't really watched Super, but like every time Austin asks me why am I not watching Dragon Ball Super, it's because I've already seen Dragon Ball because Dragon Ball can only do the same thing so many times before I'm not interested it interested in in it anymore. Whereas like Trigon just had its store had its one story. It got from start to finish and. It got it got the majority of the manga, and the manga was just just kind of a pageant project, and then the anime just and then the anime was made, and they did what they wanted to do, and then they made the movie, and then they were happy with it. So, I mean, like I'm perfectly fine with it, but I would love to. I would be curious to see what they come up with if they did do another one. Yeah, here's what I'm gonna say. I think crazier things have happened. Like for example, I'd lo- or, I mean, I lo- I'd I'd love to hear your uh, your thoughts on that too, Jayan. Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to get at here is I think an OVA is possible because we've seen Yu Yu Hakusho's 25th year anniversary. Uh, yeah. Big OVA came out, and so this thing came out in 2008. So 2023, uh, 1998, 2023 is something going to come out? Maybe. Uh, we don't know. Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, a movie came out in 2010, which was 12 years after the fact, so... It could possibly mm-hmm. there, there could always be something. So that's a that's a good question right. to, to to put on the on the Trigon subreddit or something like or petition. Let's make a petition. Yeah. And sh- I mean, I I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to seeing an OVA, but like my only thing is that like I'm perfectly like me personally I'm content with it. It's kind of like if uh, Cowboy Bebop got like a continuation. We don't really need that because like Cowboy Bebop didn't have a beginning or like a an end goal. It just kind of had it was just kind of like an excuse to show these characters and show their backstories. It was much more character driven than story driven. No, I know. But and like if you made a made a, if you made another show about it, which I mean, we're getting the live action one. That's just more of an homage. Yeah, that's and what more I was going to say. Exactly. Way to make it. it. It's more of an homage and it's more so to kind of just like introduce it to a newer generation. Kind of. I mean, like personally, the whole like adaptation thing, there could be a whole another podcast on that. But um, well, there is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is a podcast on that. That's true. Go check that out. <laughs> yeah, Q and I are doing updates for the Cowboy Bebop live action uh, coming out every other month. That when we get news about something, very consistent scheduling on that one. Oh yes, the most consistent. <laughs> um, I think that's gonna be uh, that's everything for the questions. So let's get into final thoughts here. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you close out, Kyo, because this is this is your baby, and I want you to close out with uh, your final <laughs> thoughts. Uh, I'm gonna say that well, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, first, if that's okay. Yeah, I'd of like course, to of course. Um, hear what you have to say, because I mean, like I feel like I've been talking a lot more than you have today, so just 
I want to hear some. I want to hear some Jayanne Don't wor- for a little d- while. There's literally seventy plus more episodes of me talking more than usual. So I mean, this is completely fine. Um, That's true. Yeah. But uh, but there's not enough of about you talking of you talking about Trigun. So <laughs> we're just gonna loop this. Um, in all seriousness, yeah. <laughs> um, I was so happy that you recommended this podcast. This podcast, this uh, anime to me, I really really enjoyed the entire structure of the, of the podcast uh, oh my god of the anime i'm so sorry um what i like i said what i loved the most was really vash being able to carry the series from start to end and you really got to see him grow and develop as the anime got through it and the action was packed the teamwork was there the characters were you know really very 3d to me where they had so much depth you could feel their emotions and you could really get into the the structure and narrative of the anime um it was greatly on a technical point of view i loved the music in trigon and i think i've covered one trigon song ever um and now i'm thinking about I think it you, i think yeah i think you did and like you know what that's another thing that's one thing we didn't talk a whole lot about but i'm sure we could ha- uh talk about the mu- the music a whole lot too if we wanted to but i guess this podcast is long enough i mean very western style music very cowboy music um i loved it and uh quick side note i had yeah. um, an assignment because i'm studying film music right now i had an assignment where i had to make music for a film a western genre and i like i just listened to the the cowboy bebop osts and i was like oh this sounds kind of you know i just went into the blue scale i was like oh yes feel like trigun what what would vash do right now <laughs> so i mean um <laughs> it influenced me a lot even in the, my craft so um great anime definitely worth the watch and uh can I, I give you like a quick little can i give like a quick little story regarding the music actually sure, for sure. go ahead <laughs> So, like, uh, I was about, like, 14 when I first saw this show, and I actually, like, loved the music so much that I actually uh, bought the soundtrack on iTunes a long time ago. And so, like, I added the music onto my phone, and at one point, my parents heard me listening to, uh, I think the song is Blue Funk. It's, like, a really, uh, it's a really, like, good mix of, like, blues and uh, Western music. But, like, uh, my dad came by, and he was like, oh, that sounds nice. Uh, Who's the, or that's a good soundtrack what's that uh from and i said oh it's from an anime he's like it's japanese really like he was just kind of surprised by it because he had heard me like listening to uh other anime stuff and like it was not really it, it's not very conventional and i thought yeah it's actually not something you hear in anime most of the time like you hear a lot more uh I guess, I guess, like, uh, sort of more orchestral kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe uh, I, I don't know how to describe like regular anime music. It's all it, a lot of it kind of blurs together for me sometimes. But like, yeah, or that's just uh, that that was just like kind of a cute story that I thought about. No, of course, when, of course. When you brought up the music, and with your final thoughts, Kyo. Um, if you guys haven't seen Trigun, you're spoiled. Personally, why are you watching this podcast? <laughs> Yeah, you, we spoiled the pod, sto- spoiled the show for you. Now you have no reason to watch it, but please go watch it and subscribe because you can get spoiled by other animes. So I'm just, I mean, why not? Sure. <laughs> no, okay, but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Trigun yet, I highly recommend it. Um, just about just as good, if not better, than Cowboy Bebop. It's just it's just my own personal bias. I'm completely aware that like which one is better, but I have. I just have my own personal taste and this is that that's just what I this is just the show that I would would prefer to watch over Cowboy Bebop if it were brought up. But yeah, I highly recommend that you guys check it out if you uh, want to find it. It's available on uh, Funimation, Crunchyroll and on I believe I believe it's available on YouTube. 
I could be wrong. Eh. But just, yeah, that's my fi- that, those are my final it. thoughts. Of course, no great great one, points. Yes, across. one search away, you'll find it. Oh wait, no, that's right. It's on Hulu. It's on all of the things. It's on all of the things. Yes. <laughs> all right. So the artwork for anime podcasters is provided by GoPro Kiem. Go follow him on Twitter at GoPro Kio. Um, and do you have yeah. anything else you want to plug? No, seriously, plug away at uh, Kio. Uh, just watch for my channel. I got videos coming out pretty soon. Uh, I got another speed paint coming up, and I've also got another uh, fully produced uh, video. It's little ways little ways out, but it's not it's not too far away. But uh, yeah, go go check out my channel. You can check out my website for uh, artwork commissions, and uh, yeah, if you, and I also recommend that you guys go follow Mister at Giant Music on Twitter. Yes, my Twitter is at Giant Music. I do all the uh, audio editing for anime podcasters. I'm available for commission. Um, so if you want to... he makes music, and it's really good, can- and I love it. Oh, stop it. You're making me blush. Good. Um, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> so at Giant Music on Twitter, uh, facebook.com forward slash Giant Music. And if you want to follow the podcast, you can always follow us on your favorite podcaster i just i expand the podcast we're on literally iHeartRadio right now so we're literally in any podcatcher you look up there's too many i can't list them out anymore there's too many uh but obviously uh subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review wherever you are and yep. uh that is gonna be everything and obviously go follow uh, at caution ginger i'm sure he's working on some great stuff so go check him out on youtube on twitter everywhere uh and for myself for hot yes Shot, i can't talk about it yet though <laughs> so for myself for Kia, for Hotshot, it's been another episode of Podcasters. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Okay, and with that, let me bring you our latest podcast coverage on Trigun, where we discuss Trigun Badlands Rumble. This is the Trigun movie that uh, Q and I recently discussed in uh, July of 2022. Enjoy. Hi, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. Today, it's the original crew, episode one crew. We got Kyo and myself. How's it going, GoPro? It's good. It's going. Early morning recording for for Kyo, and uh, it's a 12 uh, lunchtime recording for me. But today, we got a, a very exciting topic. We are going to be talking about Trigon Badlands Rumble, the Trigon movie that, from my research, takes place between episode 10 and 12 of Trigun. And yeah. uh, there's so many things about this movie that I want to get into. But, you know, uh, as always, let's just start from your general thoughts and uh, impressions on the movie, Keel. Go ahead. So uh, I think it's a good movie. I don't have any particular issues with it. Um, right. It's pretty much just one of those... Uh, it's one of those like supposedly inconsequential anime movies, like most uh, franchise movies, like the uh, like the Naruto movies or the Dragon Ball movies that uh, kind of take place in a certain uh, part of the timeline, but they they're technically not canon usually. But in the case of uh, this one, I think this one is supposed to be canon. Oh, uh, really? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, ma- huh. mainly, I think it's because Yasuhiro Naitao worked on the story for this one. So I assume that like part of that is because is, uh, uh, that's why I assume like part of it is like canon or something, but like 
that's uh, that's the only that's the only thing I have to go off of. I believe he was part of the writing team, or at least he was uh, part of the producing team. So I know he was definitely directly involved with it. On uh, AnimeStackExchange.com, uh, according to this Anime News Network review, Badland Rumbles. Uh, Badlands Rumble, pardon me, is canon and occurs between episodes 9 and 10 mm-hmm. after Vash has met Wolfwood, but before Legato closes in. Right, okay. That makes sense in the timeline. And I I mean, in Anime News Network is a huge, uh, very reputable sor- source. So, I mean, <laughs> that's cool that it's canon. Uh, to me, the thing, I mean, th- this uh, little blurb on Google mentions a character, and I just kind of want to get this one out of the way. Okay. What was Wolfwood up to in this movie? Because, like, I, I know we're all for hire here, but you're you're working with the enemy and then you're working against the enemy. I just felt like his character was kind of placed in random bits. I, he felt like a, a bit of a fill-in to me. What were your thoughts on Wolfwood? I, I think it makes sense. I mean, like it the the whole point of uh, Wolfwood as a character is that he's supposed to be Vash's, uh, or in some cases he's Vash's rival or his opposite. Uh, but at the same time, like they're they're kind of two sides of the same coin, or more so like they're just slightly different from each other. They both have like sort of a, a strange moral standard that they hold right. themselves to. Uh, but like the difference is that like Vash has the has uh, qualms about killing people and uh, Wolfwood doesn't. So the like at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, the whole point of Wolfwood is that he's supposed to be uh, he, he's supposed to clash with Vash's ideals. But at the same time, the uh, stranger part of it is that he's supposed to be a priest and as a priest like mm-hmm. part of the uh, uh, part of your uh, what's the word uh, part of your code is to not uh, commit any of the uh, ten or ten, or commit against the ten commandments basically so right, uh, right, right. but uh, but uh, anyways in terms of his uh, role in the movie it, it does seem a little uh, shoehorned in in, on one hand, but on the other hand, I think it it, it kind of fits into the story naturally. Like I think the idea of like Wolfwood pretty much just becoming a gun for hire for a short point, uh, it, it it kind of makes sense because like if you think about it, one of the episodes where he first shows up, or I think like the second episode that he shows up in, is uh, like he's helping this lady who uh, owns a restaurant, and it's entirely by happenstance. So mm-hmm. if you look at it that way, it's kind of just another one of those situations that he gets himself into, and then that kind of helps progress the story a little bit. Right, right, right. No, I see what you mean. Like, the other thing to me, too, like jumping away from Wolfwood here, Yeah, yeah. for Vash, I had not seen Vash in action since 2016, 2017 when I <laughs> watched the the original series, you know, and the last time yeah. I saw him was yeah, like Vash vs. Knives, you know, and uh, to me... I just felt so good. I was like so happy to see him. I'm like, oh, this guy's back. This guy's back for an hour and a half on my screen. And I'm so happy about this because he has this like charm to him and he has this charisma. And I love how in the first scene of the movie, we're set 20 years back. And the first thing you hear of him is like, hey, my donut, like my donut. I'm like, oh, that's that childish nature of his. And it just comes back in. And I just, why does he always get caught in these awkward situations in the, in the intro? Cause like on the, was it the boat scene too, where he's kind of like, Oh, sorry. Uh, I just wanted to get something. I'm uh, sorry for bothering. Like uh, m- my bad. Like, even though you're the humanoid typhoon and you're <laughs> super wanted and uh, what is it? 60 million double dollars or something. Yeah. You know? So w- what were your thoughts on, on that overall? 
Just see, just seeing him back. Yeah, man. Like, because for you it was a rewatch. This was my my first watch. Yeah. Well, so I uh, I was actually following this movie as it was coming out. So like, uh, Funimation mm. was doing a lot of uh, clips that they were showing of the movie. Like they were posting it on their YouTube channel. Uh, they were promoting the hell out of the movie when it was coming out. There was like, uh, it had a limited run in American theaters for a little while, which is really cool. They they even brought back like I think most of the cast came back or at least like two out of the four main characters that being Vash and Millie I believe came back I don't think uh I don't think Merrill and uh Wolfwood's voice actors came back I know for a fact Wolfwood's didn't come back but I would have to look oh, yeah. a little I'd have to look a little deeper into like which ones didn't come back but anyway uh, for me overall, like I was really excited for this movie when I first saw that it was coming out. I was like, holy crap, I'm getting get to see uh, one of my favorite shows in like modern animation because like uh, the original series, luckily, it's by the same studio that did the show uh, Studio Madhouse. Right, right. Madhouse, so yeah. like they, they did the show back in the 90s and it was it's still the, the show's animation still holds up really well, but it, it is. It just kind of suffers from like how cell animation just doesn't look as uh, clean as uh, computer animation does nowadays, or or at least like uh, mm-hmm. uh, computer two uh, D animation used on computer software, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like for me, I was really excited to see it. Uh, I I I knew that it was like one of those uh, anime movies, and anime movies to me kind of have like a this reputation of like not mattering in the end. But if, if all you're doing is going to see a movie that just has your favorite characters in it, just to watch it again. And for me, it's a really simple movie and it's kind of a turn your brain off kind of movie. You don't have to think too hard about it. There is a little bit of uh, th- there is a bit of a story arc going, but it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't bear on the original like story arc from the original show. And I think that's kind of the strength of the movie is that it doesn't have to connect to the show, but it mm-hmm. uh, it still carries the spirit of the show is what's the most important about it. And it it's oh, really definitely. nice to and see. It's really nice to see that uh, charm and that uh, essence come out in a new uh, a newly animated film. And it's I don't know if I would say nostalgia. I guess I guess nostalgia definitely plays a factor in it, but I would would say there's kind of there's just kind of a magical feeling to seeing like like a Cowboy Bebop came out with a new movie like this year and it was animated just in a more clean style. Like I think everybody would be just as happy to see that sort of thing. Like even if it no, I see what you mean, but I, I do want to comment. I do want to comment on uh, the when you say the spirit and you know it's. Yeah, it's uh, good to see it in a new animation format for for sure, and it breathes new life into the series for me. Absolutely, but absolutely. For me, the two the two things, the two elements that brought new life were Gaspack and Amelia. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but Amelia and Gaspack are movie only, right? Yeah, so they're they're one of those uh, characters that like come in just for the movie, and yeah, like like you said, they do kind of breathe new life into it, and I like Gaspack as an antagonist i think he's a really interesting oh my god character. let's talk about that yeah Absolutely. yeah go ahead. well for me yo this guy is kind of like he i don't know why but i got uh mean person vibes from him i don't know how else to put it <laughs> but you know what i mean just like hey will you want to betray me i thought we were on the same team you know what we're gonna roll the dice you know and mm-hmm. he just like wants to destroy and the thing with him too is 
very deadly, very, mm-hmm. very mean, does not care about what he leaves behind, you know? And you see that he's not very well appreciated by his peers in in that first scene where he literally gets betrayed by them. And yeah. to me, the fact that Vash saves him didn't make sense to me because I was like, why would you... What I get, I get it. It's Vash. Vash is like, I don't, I, I don't want anyone to be hurt. I'm like, but, but him, but him, <laughs> like that. That's that really that that that's included, you know. And I, I can't believe it. I can't believe. It. And also, I think that Gaspak's like his his number one thing as a villain is his vengeance. You know, wanting to just. 20 years later, he wants to come back and just like steal everything and take everything apart. And you know. Like spoiler alert here, I think he's he's Amelia's dad. Is what I understood. Yeah. Wow, that threw me out for a loop. Honestly, <laughs> like that too. Like that that little like uh, that bond between the two characters. So that's what honestly, in general, those were my thoughts on Gaspack. What about you? I, I don't know if I would say he's oafish. I would say I actually think he's kind of a sophisticated kind of character, or at least he has a very clear philosophy. He has this idea that. Maybe like uh, one track minded. One track minded would be a better yeah. way to put it. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. I think his uh he, he kinda his character is kind of based on thrill and his and to him the thrill mm. is like seeing uh is kind of seeing the despair on people's faces when he steals things. So like to him yes. uh, steal to him like stealing something is not worth it if you don't get to see the reaction of somebody who's lost something. So there's kind of see, a yeah. That there's kind of a uh, sadism to it, and it's kind of, it's just kind of interesting that like not only is he a kind of a sadistic person, but he's also uh, very vengeful, as you as you said. And I think the the most uh, the the thing that kind of holds the whole story together is that the entire movie is just revenge, and it's literally him mm-hmm. just getting revenge on his three uh, uh, gang members that turned against him, and it's kind of a Kind of an Ocean's Eleven sort of thing, or uh, the Italian job. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by Ocean's Eleven? I don't know. That. Well, the, the whole thing, or they're uh, they're heist movies. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so like, it, it's not like uh, sneaky or espionage esque. It's a lot more bombastic. I think is a good way to say it. Bombastic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the bar fight. <laughs> was bombastic oh yeah there's the the whole movie is kind of a spectacle film and that's the kind of thing that i miss in anime movies is that like they don't not a lot of them have as much spectacle as they used to there is a right there is a a spectacle aspect to some of these movies Mm -hmm. but like uh in the case of like this movie i think the spectacle is on the set pieces and the big scenes uh, one of my favorite scenes is literally him is literally Gaspek getting to the city that is filled with bounty hunters that are all trying to gun him down. And it's kind of a similar situation Vash could have been in if like roles had been reversed or if people knew that he was or if that Vash was Vash. But the the fun of it is kind of seeing right. this guy mow everybody down just to get like two things like one to get the plant, the uh, basically the town power supply. And this statue that is uh, one of his old gang members, and it's entirely fueled by a need to just get even with them. And it's kind of like the simplicity of it is what makes it so fun. And the uh, just uh, (laughs) just the fact that he's doing all of it just because like 
something didn't go his way and they just turned their back on him. And the <laughs> it's just fun. It's just funny to think that he does all of this just to get back at them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of petty, to be honest. It, it is it's petty, like but it's also kind of yeah. funny how he goes all the way and he knows like just the things to do to ruin the lives of these guys who betrayed him years and years ago, because now his henchmen have taken the money from the robbery that uh, he orchestrated and he was so proud of. And then he's turning that around and ruining. And basically, he's trying to give them a taste of their own medicine in a sense, in the sense that he wants to show them the same kind of pain that he felt when they betrayed him or more so just the disgrace that he felt when they uh, ruined the robbery because part of the thrill for him is to basically all he does is rob people but and he pours all his money into the next robbery and that's kind of he kind of has a cycle to it and that's part of what just makes Gasback such an interesting character right maybe shifting more towards Amelia to me she felt like a a, a strong support character and yeah, a sure. strong lead character as well because she does definitely take on a chunk of the story uh, herself um, you know, when she first meets Vash on those, uh, is, uh, I'm here, I'm seeing here on the, on the wiki, a uh, sand steamer is what yeah. it's called, apparently. Um, you know, they, they go, they go over to, um, to, Ma to Maka city and everything. And then we see the, in her dream that her mother's death is, uh, related to gas back and she tries to kill gas back and then Vash interferes. And then she's like, oh, it's your fault, Vash. You know, my mother, you you were in cahoots with him. You know, uh, <laughs> my mom, mother's death is on you, you know. And at, at that last duel, you know, she, when she reveals herself as Gasback's daughter, I think that Vash's way of, you know, don't do it. Don't don't take his life. It's not worth it. Um, is adopted by her, you know. Mm. And so she does have this growth as a character throughout the, the movie, which is great because she's pretty cold at the beginning but she you know you can see her heart develop throughout it so i loved her character growth and just her character she was well placed in the movie she was well uh defined uh what were your thoughts on amelia i think amelia was a good addition um i don't know if i would say that she would have that much staying power if she were added to the show um but for for the movie mm -hmm. i think she's a really good character i think her her arc has a nice uh beginning middle and end uh i'm a little I'm a little bothered by the uh, so if you guys didn't already know, there's a this is going to be spoiler heavy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, guys, like we're reviewing the movie. Like, what what do you expect? You know, I'm sorry if, if yeah. you got spoiled at this point. <laughs> I should have said that at the beginning, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, we're going to go over the movie and buy and uh, just by proxy we're gonna go over the the show a little bit too <laughs> yeah we are and by proxy we're currently doing it so you know i yeah. understand what you mean and anyway uh like there's a point in the movie where you think vash gets killed and i thought that was a very strange uh middle arc it's not i, I think like the dialogue could have been fleshed out a little bit better um i mm. there's not a whole lot of scenes where uh him and amelia connect necessarily i think or uh, Vash and Amelia connect properly because uh, a majority of the time it's just Vash like trying to schmooze her and it's it's his usual uh, he's using like a mix of being uh, a dork and also being uh, a bit of a sort of a poet in in some sense. <laughs> 
but but it's all mm-hmm. it all comes off as very dorky but at the same time it's uh it, it it's carried by the actor's uh charisma the actors were like or johnny young bosch is a really really good actor he he's played vash for a long time and he played him in the original series and he's come back to play him so he still has like the he understands the depth of vash's character but um as far as the uh <clears throat> as far as the middle arc where vash dies quote unquote yeah quote unquote. i don't know it it didn't seem to connect with me it's hard to explain because like she's upset that he got killed by defending gas back. And I think that's the part that's bothering her the most. It, it's really hard to read yeah. for me. Like, I think that's the part that I think you got it right though. Yeah. I think you got it right with that. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly how to explain it. I hope, I hope I made it as clear as I possibly can. No, it made sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's really the, I think that's the biggest issue with the movie that I have is just like the, the death fake out. But it, if you haven't seen the show Trigun, I think it's okay to see the movie like by itself first and then watch the show no absolutely absolutely i think it's it stands on i don't yeah yeah no i, I agree with that, that i would agree with that absolutely yeah so other topic uh, other talking points we had because i think we're kind of blazing through these to be completely honest <laughs> um okay so you know the let's talk about the bar fight i want to talk about the bar fights and then the <laughs> fights in general but specifically one thing about the bar fight how did vash like this is like this is like per- strictly for me like i did not understand this like i i paused i rewatched i paused everyone made no sense still doesn't make sense hoping you can give me an answer how did vash get all those bullets because everyone's about to fire at each other and it's like huh 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 next thing you know homies under a table like holding like as if he was holding a baby with his arms <laughs> just all of the bullets like every single one <laughs> what like is he just that fast is that it no no like there's a uh there's a point you can see him like he's crawling around on all fours underneath the tables and everything that that's the point where he's grabbing the uh that that's the part where like he's grabbing all the bullets but that was fast regardless i just i just like yeah vash is fast he's inhuman he's not human that part (laughs) that But that's fast, fast. Like that's like, yeah, I know. I didn't know he was that fast. <laughs> I didn't know he was that fast. He's I an anime no character, sense. of course he's fast. <laughs> no, but like that's like that's just, like plot armor fast. Uh, well, apparently he doesn't have plot armor. He has uh, uh, bantha meat or whatever that or Thomas meat in his I mean, chest. Bantha meat or armor. <laughs> I'm just saying that may. I was like, <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, he's a plot bender. <laughs> Uh, plot bender <laughs> avatar the plot bender yes <laughs> Vash oh the my plot god bender. okay <laughs> exactly but um okay what are we, what were your thoughts like okay the fights for me were so epic i loved every single one of them v- trigun is on point with the fights that like you cannot always, you cannot like is, take yeah. that away like the gunfights so, like honestly that in cowboy bebop like mm, some mm. of the best gunfights i've seen in any of anime and i would venture to say that Trigon, maybe recency bias because I just watched the movie, but Trigon <laughs> takes the cake in my opinion at the moment in my in my mind. So, what were your just your thoughts on all the fights and everything in the action portion of the movie? Well, like so, Madhouse has like a really extensive list of like doing uh, like anime and movies with a lot of gun stuff. So, like they did, uh, yeah. they did Black Lagoon, High School of the Dead, Devil May Cry, Vampire Hunter, uh, Gun Grave, which is another series made by. Uh, which is another series made by Yasuhiro Naito. But um, they are really good at gunplay scenes. They're really good at action. Like one of their, 
I believe they also did Hellsing at some point. Uh, but like that, oh. that's one of the things that they're best at is just action, uh, action oriented stuff is really, really one of their uh, strong points. And for me, I think uh, in terms of the sto- the movie's action, the movie's action is amazing. Like I said, one of my favorite scenes is the uh, point when Gasback arrives at the city and he just blazes his way through the town with tons and tons of bounty hunters. And he's literally like an unstoppable force for that entire scene. And it is such a rush, especially if you're like waiting for the point for Vast to show up, which, by the way, I think my favorite scene overall is literally just the final duel because it reminds me of my favorite episode from Trigon, which is episode four, which is the episode where uh, Vash finally draws his gun and finally starts uh, like starts in an actual showdown. Was that the Nebraska Brothers or am I just Nebraska Brothers? One? Yeah. 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 That was that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. The, that was the, a good episode. I remember this. Or no, not yeah. Nebraska Brothers, Nebraska family, but yeah, close enough. Close enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, it's only been six years. Yeah, ah. You're good. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, right on. To me, like I, I basically said my thoughts, but the, the final fight was so good. But I mean, oh, yeah. the best dragon fight, in my opinion, will always be Knives versus Vash. There's oh yeah, no, I, no I, I can't blame fight. you. There, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good fights to pick from in in the original series. Like there's, uh, there is so much. Like that, I think the important thing is that like every fight scene, uh, or like all the major fight scenes have, they they all happen because they're very much intertwined with the story and each character feeds into uh feeds into their fight scene and their fighting style and it's very it's very representative of their characters and their and like their stance on why they're fighting and why the fight is happening in the first place it it all make like every fight scene makes sense in context and it's also cool like out of context like that's the best way i can Absolutely. describe it no i i understand what you mean um okay what uh, what was the other thing I wanted to mention? Okay, basically that's all the points I had before I because I, I did want to talk about the new Trigon stuff that's happening. In Absolutely. <laughs> before we do, before we do, yeah. um, you're a big trivia nerd. I found a piece of trivia here. I want to just kind of read out. Uh, I kind of got into it, but if you have like any random trivia thoughts you want to get into, I would love to you know to nerd out with you about that. But uh, so basically, um. The trivia I found on the uh, Trigun Badlands Rumble uh, Wikipedia page was saying it has been stated that Badlands Rumble takes place sometime between episodes 10 and 12 of the original 1998 anime. That way, there would not be any story continuity uh, issues. It is not based on events from either the manga or anime, making it an an original story influenced by the support of Western audiences. There is a second half Oh, to the Badlands Rumbles events published in Trigun Multiple Bullets written and illustrated by Yashuri Naito. So, yeah, oh. very cool. Oh, oh so sorry. there's like Yasuhiro a spin manga Naito. or something? Yeah, apparently there's a continuation in, in, in one of the mangas, which oh, is nice. Oh, okay. That that I did yeah. not know, actually. Same, same. Just found out as I, as I was reading it. <laughs> I mean, funny you bring it up because like one of the things that I was doing after, like while I was watching the movie, was like I was actually checking Amazon to see if I could find the the Trigon mangas. 
Oh man, I've been putting too much money into anime stuff. God. Man. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I it's, saw it's, your, it's, I saw the wall art that you just put up recently. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy about that. Oh, that there's some um, pretty pictures. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean, when I saw your comment like GoPro Q approval, I was like, yes, <laughs> I did it right. I did it right. I, but, every um, anime nerd needs at least like one Totoro related thing in their house. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've got exactly, the plushie, exactly. and I've got that tiny little one with the umbrella. So. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. But I wanted to, but before we, 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 did you have any trivia things or anything that you noticed about the movie that you wanted to like uh, splice in there? Uh, I don't know if this is really trivia, but I, I do want to kind of tell you a story about how, uh, please, uh, how I first watched the movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I was waiting on the movie to come out and I knew I wouldn't, uh, see it in theaters because it was out in Seattle and I was like, uh, 15, 16 at the time. I didn't have a car and, I was not going to be able to drive all the way down to Seattle just to see the movie. But uh back in the two two dollars two for two fifty at McDonald's days, I remember those days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it was before <laughs> actually it was before that, believe it or not. It was uh in during high school oh, when it wow. came out. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh but anyway, uh so prior to that, I had bought uh so I think like two or two or so years beforehand, I had bought my uh my Vash uh, plush toy that I have. I don't know if I've shown it to you, but it's one of my Definitely prized possessions. It's part of my plush collection. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. when I I found the movie, uh, I I own the DVD by the way. I found the movie uh, when I was at a in a uh, taking a mall trip with my family. So like we were just I think we were out at like the uh, Alderwood Mall or something. And I picked up and I was we were at a video store and I saw the movie and it was like, oh, my God, I've been waiting to get this. So mm -hmm. I, I am so lucky that I had like 20, 30 bucks on me. So like I just bought the movie and it, the very night that I got there, I plugged it into the computer. I grabbed the Vash plushie, made some popcorn and I sat in front of my computer and watched it. <laughs> that was my first experience watching the movies. And I did watch nice. it again after right that, on. by the way. <laughs> Right, 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 right. That that's the only like, uh, that's the only uh, trivia I have for you on this one. I don't. There's not a whole lot about this movie that I know. I just know that it was uh, produced by Yasuhiro Naitao, the original uh, manga author. And uh, this, and uh, I do, I do wonder like why they changed his uh, outfit for this movie. Uh, I guess it was just like a promotional thing, just to like show that it was part of the movie or something. I don't know. Right. That, that's the only that's the only thing I can think of. Oh, and his oh, and uh, his gun is uh, different for some reason. I mean, the budget maybe. <laughs> I, I, I I highly doubt that because the they show the the regular design in the first uh, 10, 15 minutes of the movie. That's true. That's true, man. I I'm I'm not sure. I'll be honest. I'm not sure. I, I think it's just like a, a thing to show, like oh, this is the movie outfit or something, because they did release like uh, I think they released some like exclusive statues for it at the time or something right that makes sense yeah okay let's let's wrap things up on this let's wrap things up on this topic because we're, we're still here we're still gonna be oh, podcasting. Yeah. We, we still got some stuff to talk about but <laughs> final thoughts for me i mean great movie i give it a solid eight out of ten very happy with it um and i'm just i knew this this was that this was going to be an eventual podcast topic it just had to be <laughs> spoken about and with the 2023 news that we got uh yeah. great great uh, way to like warm up to this <laughs> so uh, kyo go ahead what are your th final thoughts uh really good movie if you guys haven't seen trigun before and if you still haven't seen it after the five or six times that we've recommended it 
Uh, you, you can start with the movie if you want to. The movie's just like an hour and a half. It's a good hour and a half. It's a really good, entertaining movie. If that doesn't grab you, then I yeah. say definitely watch just the first episode because the first episode is actually really good at hooking you into the story. Anyway, uh, overall, okay. the movie is a really good, really good watch. If you haven't seen the show, it's good. If you have seen the show, it's just a, it's a good standalone and it's also a good uh, additive, if you will, if you have seen the show. So if you're a fan of the show, right. you'll definitely love the movie. Perfect. Okay, kill. Yeah. Kill, we got a trailer. I don't I don't <laughs> want to do like a whole anime podcast breakdown here. No. But like let's <laughs> let's just kind of talk about Trigun Stampede. Yeah. Scheduled to come Please. out in 2023. The uh my anime list page has very little information. We know the genre, action, adventure, comedy, drama, sci-fi. You know, it's going to be 13 and up. Millions is coming back. Millions knife, sorry, is coming back. Ram is coming back. Vash is coming back. The trailer mm. has a whole new animation, a whole new look. Man, what are your thoughts on this? Because I think the people want to know your thoughts definitely on this because you're the the resident podcast Trigon nerd. <laughs> what were your <laughs> thoughts on all of this? On all of this, tell me about your excitement, nerd out and explode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, I actually, I'm not gonna lie. I cried a little bit when I saw the uh, when I saw that the that they're bringing it back. So like, I saw the trailer, and I mm -hmm. could not have been happier to see a, a new Trigun project in this day and age. I honestly thought so. Like with uh, with with the way the fandom is at this point, it, it's kind of uh, pretty much everybody who's ever like been a fan of Trigun work. It's kind of a small fandom. It's not that big. It's kind of just a few, like, couple hundred people that I that I know of. I hear a lot of people uh, who were there when it came out were really happy with it. They liked the, the show a lot. It was, like, out on Toonami way back in the day. And right. uh, a lot of people really seem to like it. And in my opinion, I think it's one of the better anime to have come out at the time. And... Uh, but anyway, in, in terms of the trailer, the trailer looks so fucking good. Excuse my language. I'm so sorry, but the, I am just so it's excited so for it. I <laughs> So, like, I, I'm partially confused as to why they went to or went with uh, what's the word? Uh, they went with uh, CGI for this one, but uh, it is being made by the same studio that made Beastars. And if it's the studio that made oh. Beastars... That's, I love uh, these stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta get on that second season. I haven't seen the second season. Oh, is it is it out or is it not? Yeah, yeah. Second season has been out for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. No, no, it's been out. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it like months ago. At, at this point, maybe a year. It's been yeah. out for a good chunk of time. <laughs> but uh, no, for sure, the CGI thing threw me off at first, but it made sense after watching the trailer. Like you know, it's like that first initial what? Well, yeah, like we, look, we all kind of CGI have... what you know? Yeah. Well, anime fans kind of just have this aversion to CGI just in general. Mm -hmm. But right. I mean, like if you think about it, like you've got uh, the Berserk anime that nobody liked. Uh, you've got like occasional CGI that shows up in 2D animated shows and nobody ever seems to be OK with it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm on the I'm in the camp that's kind of in between where I'm just like, I, I kind of understand like it, it's hard to draw some of those uh, more complicated things that they add in there. But it's still right, right. really jarring. But on the other hand, it's still really jarring when uh, when the style just doesn't really mesh. Uh, I, I think like Berserk is a perfect example of that. 
the the 2016 Berserk, I think it is. Uh, <clears throat> it it just doesn't look right, and for especially for uh, uh, it, especially like if you're if you're doing something in 2D and then you add in a 3D asset, it's going to stand out more than anything else. But uh, there there are some projects where like CGI and 3D can come together really nicely, and I think in the case of uh, the way the the new project looks. One, it's being made by a company that uh, already proved that they know how to use CGI uh, properly, especially in Japan. Mm -hmm. So, like, Japan doesn't seem to like CGI, or at least it doesn't seem to like uh, CGI anime, I guess is the word for it. But the the projects that have done so super well are Beastars and the uh, that new Lupin movie. Uh, that came out a couple years ago, and it oh, looks really I, good, I, and it's really I well it, animated. Yeah, yeah have, have you seen the movie yeah, yet? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it like on, the, on my timeline. I haven't watched it, watched it, but I, I seen the original Lupin. Uh, that's another great one. Yeah, that we can definitely do a. Well, yeah, it's, a, it, it's oh, there's so many good things out there, man. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. A, there. The thing is, like, there's a lot of good CG anime stuff out there. It's just like uh, anime fans just don't seem to to like it because like. When you uh, when you grow up and you see like a lot of like badly used uh, tools in or like uh, what's a better word for it? Uh, if you see something like being badly used and just it never seems to improve, you kind of just grow and grow to kind of hate it a little bit. But mm-hmm. with the way B Stars did, and it's the same studio that did B Stars, I have a feeling it's going to co- uh, come off a lot better. Uh, I have been seeing a lot of people disliking the uh, the designs more than the fact that it's CGI. Which I'm seeing mixed reviews here. I'm I'm like going on like the uh, the Crunchyroll collection. The video has a yeah. one point two almost million views as we were recording this, mm-hmm. and people are you know I don't know how I feel about this. The old style felt perfectly. Uh, this looks absolutely sick. Uh, no, it's it's, it's it, it it's, is uh, very it's 50 it is very like split down the middle. It's kind of a like it or hated situation. I'm in the I'm on the like right. it side. I I completely understand why some people just won't like it that much. I did see a lot of discourse on uh, just the design like for Vash. So like if you haven't seen the trailer yet, one you need to go see it and get hyped. Uh two, <laughs> um uh his design has changed pretty drastically. So like the uh, the spiky mohawk hair is gone. It's kind of folded down, and now there's an undercut. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, right? A- as of late, I've in the artist community, I've heard a lot of people don't like the undercut look or like the side cut sort of. Not not specifically on Vash, but just in general, some people seem to have an aversion to it because it's such a frequently used uh, haircut nowadays. Right. But but personally, I think it looks good. I like the new design. I am gonna. I will say the design that I like the least in the uh, in the trailer that I've seen so far is the new gun. Yeah, I think the gun looks stupid. <laughs> I mean, with time we'll see if uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not watch the the show or movie. I don't be- like the gun. I'm not yeah, watching this movie. I'm not, I'm not do- watching this movie. I don't like the gun. That's not what I'm not gonna not watch it just because no, of no, that. I <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, okay. Fair enough. We're kind of hitting the the time limits here, so right. let's wrap things up here. Um, 
yeah, I'm I'm just I'm excited. Twenty twenty three is a good year uh, for anime. Twenty twenty two is a good year for anime. Every year is a good year for anime. Um, if you enjoyed this episode of Anime Podcasters, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher. You can find all of our links over on Anchor fm slash anime podcasters our social media is on instagram twitter and facebook we're at anime podcasters on all of them you subscribe to the youtube channel for video versions of the podcast over on youtube.com slash giant music we drop two episodes a month next episode we're coming back with uh, probably hot giant morale gonna be on so that's gonna be fun mm -hmm. um and uh, for myself, I am at Giant Music on social media. GiantMusic.com is my website. Uh, and I cover anime music. And I've covered some uh, one or two Trigun songs. So go subscribe to my channel if you like anime music and anime podcasts. Uh, Kyo, the artist for the podcast, of course. He's amazing Hello. at what he does. And I'm going to let him plug himself because I'm so used to plugging you when you're not here. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me on uh, Twitter at GoProKyo. Uh, you guys can also find my website, uh, CC Art Portal, uh, at Wix.com. Uh, if you guys want to find uh, hire me, my information is on my page. You guys can also go to my link tree, and my link tree has all my links to it. it should be on my Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's Kyo. Perfect. Perfect. So for myself and Kyo, this has been another humanoid typhoon-like episode of Anime podcasters Kyo, you still there yeah you still there Kyo? man i can't aim bye guys bye all right guys that was all of it i hope you guys enjoyed all that trigun coverage in one mega anime podcasters episode this will be our only episode this month thank you all so much and we will see you in the next one bye hey guys hotshot here thanks so much for listening to this episode of anime podcasters we have over a hundred other episodes for your entertainment found wherever podcasts are available such as spotify we also release new episodes twice a month so keep an ear out for us you can follow the podcast at anime podcasters on facebook twitter instagram tiktok and giant music's youtube channel giant himself can be found on social media at giant music as well as his own website giantmusic.com Kyo, our artist for the podcast, can be found on Twitter and YouTube at GoProKyo, as well as his website ccartgalleryportfolio.com. Morale can be found on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Reddit at MoraleColval. As for me, Hotshot, you can find me on YouTube and Twitter at HotshotGinger. As always, guys, thanks for listening to us. Hope to talk to you soon. Take care.